0: Hi, Esther. Hi, Romina. And
1: hello, hello, fellow overthinkers.
0: This is Still Having Fun Podcast, and we're so excited to host you for the next hour to talk about political, social, cultural
2: topics with a dash or handful of pop culture. So basically everything and anything we want to talk about. Keep in mind that the opinions we share are based on our personal and limited experiences. We will also put a timestamp of the topics we discuss in case a subject is ever triggering. So thank you so much for being with us wherever
0: you are in the world. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Hi Hi We're very excited to uh, record this fifth episode. Can yes. you believe? I five can't believe five episodes. It. But just before starting this fifth episode, I would like to acknowledge the fact that we're recording this episode on the traditional lands of Haudenosaunee and Mohawk peoples. Mm-hmm. So what is in the plan for today, Esther?
2: Yeah, so today we want to talk about how we got started and kind of the feelings and fears and insecurities that went along with that. Yeah. And then we want to go into political correctness and perfectionism
1: mm-hmm. and
2: and where... By asking ourselves, where do we go from here? I love that. Great. Yeah. Let's get started. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the first thing that we wanted to talk about was how we even started the podcast. Yeah. And it's something that I don't think we've ever addressed, although we've kind of quickly went over the fact that we do work together
1: mm-hmm, for
2: mm-hmm. a nonprofit, a Canadian nonprofit. Yes. And we would always have these really long meetings and Mm. conversations. And it was always supposed to be, you know, this quick touch point. And then we would go into these different topics and subjects together. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's kind of how we developed a friendship and an interest as well to have these conversations and to see how similar but also how different we were on some points.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
2: And how that respect for each other and ourselves Mm. was always present no matter what we would talk about and how different our experiences were and that's something that I really loved
1: yeah and starting
2: a podcast was something that people had kind of told me before like oh you should do that you know it's interesting or they would ask me questions and they'd be like yeah you should start a podcast and I was like oh my gosh it's it's scary to put your opinions (laughs) out there right like it's things evolve constantly and so I felt like wow like it would be a big deal for me who has anxieties around political correctness Mm -hmm. and just being a good ally and advocate yeah but I think that when I brought it up to you right away (laughs) I remember it was through zoom and I saw your face and you were like Oh well, <laughs> I think it was something that you kind of had considered before as well.
0: Well, to be fair, I tried um, like a radio experience yeah. before, and I remember when my friends and family would listen to it, mm-hmm. they would be like, "Oh, I, I like like your personality behind of it, you know? Yeah, it kind of like relatable. That I feel like some of like your questions was also some of the questions that I had. Definitely had so many like insecurities, and the fact that you and I we like, we were, we've been working since March mm-hmm. and everything was through Zoom, even mm-hmm. though we live in the same city, right? And our first, let's say, podcast meeting, which was also the first time we ever recorded, was the first time we met, actually, like, in person, right? And I was like, wow, how come this person that I never saw before in, yeah. in real life is giving me this opportunity to really go against my fears, but also that kind of, like, I believe in you, like, like wow thank you so much. What an honor. And I said that were like many times Mm -hmm. in our our meeting. I'm like, really? Like you want to make a podcast with me? Mm -hmm. (laughs) We had many meetings and it was Mm -hmm. you, me and other people. Mm -hmm. But I always feel like you had such a like cool vibe (laughs) and and you have a presence, even though it's everything online. And Mm -hmm. I always had this like, like idea of you being a very well spoken. So you are very like confident. So when you told me, well, kind of like
2: put yourself there. It's crazy because you brought that aspect of I didn't know what I didn't know. And whenever I would talk to you, you'd be like, well, you know why? And I was like, no, why? And then you'd have this whole explanation or just, I think you have this profound curiosity, Mm -hmm. which truly never ceases to amaze me. And so you come with so much knowledge and it's so complete and whole that it makes talking to you a whole experience, you know, and you bring it in a way that it's never a lesson. It's always something that you just want to share and you share it with your heart as well, which I think shines through a lot. Of your beliefs. So that's what I really loved. And I think (laughs) there was a lot of fear around. I mean, I can't imagine doing it alone, right? And I think it is. The conversation format out of it is what is making it so accessible and relatable in a lot of ways.
0: Yes, from my part, like I said, I I was and I still am very insecure of many, you know, parts of myself. When I listen to the last episodes and I'm like, oh,
2: why did I say it this mm-hmm. way? Yeah, what were some of your insecurities coming into it?
0: Well, this is not a secret and I already said in, I think, episode two, it's the language. And, you know, right. the, the syntax and all of that, mm-hmm. that really makes me very insecure Mm -hmm. because i have a big accent because sometimes i'm thinking in like one language in french spanish so the fact that it's in english like that one of my biggest insecurity i would say especially while doing a whole podcast Mm -hmm. in the language that i'm less confident but something else would be also this fear of not having enough to say about a subject okay and you know like just have this image of oh my god Romina is so ignorant you know Mm. like she didn't do her research well or what she's saying is not accurate so Mm -hmm. in in, you know just like okay well that's it we we said everything that Mm -hmm. we wanted to say so what's next which we never had that problem so far
2: like (laughs) it's definitely not been an issue
0: what about you have you ever encountered some insecurities other than like Mm -hmm. the fear of doing something new alone
2: yeah yeah I think definitely language was one of them as well yeah but more than that and this is it's interesting because this insecurity really came as we started the podcast okay it's not even something i had considered as first but i think as i was talking about the podcast and what we're talking about and i mean it's so broad and diverse right like it could mm. be social political yeah. cultural like it's really yeah. different we topics. don't define ourselves into one category box. yes yeah exactly, exactly. Mm. and so in my experience if i talk to you know you know, older men about mm-hmm. this and about if they were asking me, oh, you're doing a podcast. Well, what is it about? And I would yeah. tell them, well, really everything, right? Mm-hmm. And anything that like we feel like bringing up that day, they would answer me, oh, like that wouldn't interest me. And I was like, well, like, what do you mean? Like, I just said, <laughs> like, we talk about like, li- like, are do you have no interest? Right? Right. And so that kind of like, it brings me to believe, well, is it because we're women, right? And it's mm. not about playing the card mm. of like, oh, we're, we're women, we're a yeah. minority, poor us. But it really made me think about, are we more willing to yeah. learn and to listen to men when it comes to
1: this?
0: That right? comment, it just
2: reminds me of something Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that it's it sounds like you know we're so not that we're used to but we hear or at least we normalize this kind of like microaggressions and and sometimes it takes the form of a compliment and they will say you know like oh you're very funny for a for a woman Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and it's like oh like I didn't know we were talking about only women you know Mm -hmm. or oh you're very interesting for a woman or You know, it's a microaggression. And it's true that it comes with that fear of like, will I be good enough for the general public? Like you said, it's impossible that someone doesn't have interest at all. Well, I mean, it can be possible, but it's just very like some episodes may not interest you. Maybe you're like, "Mm, this episode. I don't I don't mm-hmm. feel related but to say that talking about social political uh
2: cultural cultural
0: subjects doesn't interest me at all like you say they, there may surprising. be something else in the yeah. equation that and I feel spe- like
2: you know when men do it, it it's this kind of common knowledge it's yeah. interesting it's mm. fascinating but when women do it, it it's for women it's yeah. for you know it's for chicks whatever like yeah. chick flicks you know like mm. movies where oh those are movies for women but exactly. when it's any other genre yeah where it's not not gendered as much or, or women perhaps haven't kind of adapted it in a way yeah then it's really just it's just a movie or it's just you know yeah
0: it's like soccer unless there are multiple women uh, playing it then it's women women's soccer, soccer exactly <laughs> otherwise it's soccer hey yeah that's, that's what it is yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so true and and again that's putting ourselves in a box which wasn't the idea at all when we started this idea mm. of making a podcast and just be honest of our intentions and of our thought process and all of that mm-hmm. we'll talk about the name later i think mm-hmm. But, but yes, that's it. It's that this all of this insecurities of not being enough, not saying the right things. We're not reading a script, you know? We're just, we do prepare the episodes
1: yeah.
2: and
0: have some like bullet some points, points like,
2: that we want to address.
0: Exactly. But then it's like rock and roll. It's like whatever comes, like if yeah. it's in the topic, if you feel like comfortable about mm-hmm. talking about that, mm-hmm. go for it. But we don't have this script. I think it talks about all authenticity while making these episodes and what we stand out uh, about the different points that we Mm -hmm. that we approach
2: yeah of course it's a lot in the research and i think getting the accurate research and that's so important important. because Mm. there are ways to to do research where it's just to get your point right so it's like typing in something and kind of proving yourself right and i think a really important point to making this for both of us was making sure that we get the full picture exactly no matter what we talk about and we're not there to point fingers and that's another reason why when men have that answer and i'm not saying everyone but when a couple men i've talked to have had that Mm. answer it really disappointed me because i want to Make everyone feel as though they're welcome and included in this yeah. conversation that we have, right? Yes. And yeah. I think that no one should be no. It, it's not on anyone or any gender to to carry the weight of why things are the way they are in our society.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's not our place to do that either. So when they answer that right away, I'm just like, oh, that's unfortunate. Because as we say, it's not a script, but it's based on really good research. You know that we, we do, try to put time yeah. into it and we try to get the full picture without just picking what we kind of want to say and if it doesn't fit then kind of like not including it you know exactly and
0: I think it's a very important point that you also made me realize because at some point I wanted to talk about this and and you're like okay but how is this TV show or like I I don't really remember the the, the The subject the specifics but you were like how this the community that you're going to talk receive this TV show or whatever and and again it's like okay not only like I'm watching the, the TV show and elaborating my own opinion behind it but also i need to understand how realistic mm-hmm. opinion of the people who were more target and, and actually that's another question I like, who was target you know was it made for some specific community mm-hmm. or was it like for everyone mm-hmm. and, and again it's, it's the question that we need to Ask ourselves yeah whatever we're looking, whatever we're watching, whatever we're consuming as a consumer, questions that we need to ask ourselves. And I thank you for that. And I think that this thought of pro- thought thought process, process, thank you, yeah. is... Well yes it's to how to be more true to to ourselves right and how to be respectful yeah. of like what we're talking because that's how we perpetuate separations when we don't really know what we're talking about but we're still talking about it you know mm-hmm. we need to see the full picture
2: yeah and absolutely and i don't think it's i don't think it's automatic for a lot of people mm. who are usually very privileged and represented in yeah. in pop culture or in in media to have those questions, right? And so I think it's an effort for us. That's why we don't always think about it. Mm. And I think it's great. And I think YouTube is a great platform for that. Oh, yeah. In terms of analysis and asking those questions and kind of going further.
1: Yeah.
2: But yeah, definitely the expectations that come with what we choose to talk about Mm -hmm. and how we choose to talk about it is one of the huge insecurities, but also the why we still decided to do it, right? Exactly. And I think it's something that... we will address in the episode in regards to cancel culture, accountability culture, and also moving past the anxiety that comes with, political correctness
0: yes exactly and 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 again like what is political correctness Mm -hmm. right there's online encyclopedia called britannica that defines political correctness as a term used to refer to language that seems intended to give the least amount of offense especially when describing groups identified by external markers such as race gender culture or sexual orientation okay in in that same encyclopedia Mm -hmm. they also say that and again i quote linguistically the practice of what is called political correctness seems to be rooted in a desire to eliminate exclusion of various identity groups Mm. based on language usage. According to the Sapir-Werf or Worfian hypothesis our perception of reality is determined by our thoughts processes which are influenced by the language we use in this way language shapes our reality and Mm. tells us how to think about and respond to that reality. Language also reveals and promotes our biases therefore according According to the hypothesis, using sexist language promotes sexism and using racial language promotes racism. Mm. So what it says is that political correctness highlights Mm -hmm. the importance of the language, right? Of what we say, what we do. Yeah how we address different situations mm-hmm. it may or may not offend someone right so yeah. so yes the expression you have to think before talking mm-hmm. it's very true
2: that's so interesting and as i was saying i do have fears around political correctness but i feel like oftentimes people are afraid because they find it oddly hard not to offend anyone you know and for me it's more a fear around i would never want to offend anyone Mm -hmm. or make anyone feel like they're excluded Mm -hmm. from my life from what i'm talking about from what i stand for and it's unfortunate that people choose to see because i feel like it's a choice to see political correctness that's something that's it's hard or you know it's a it's an obstacle it's it's something that they wish that they didn't have to deal with Mm -hmm. and it's no wonder that people who I've talked to who often feel that way are very privileged in society right Mm -hmm. and so there's I there's really this whole thought process Mm -hmm. that you just don't have because you don't need to have it
0: Mm, Because they don't
2: experience it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it does definitely create this fear for people to speak up or to ask questions. Mm -hmm. And I get that from people around me saying, oh, it's so interesting. You know, I'd love to talk to you about this, but I'm scared that I'll get it wrong. I'm scared that I'll ask the wrong questions. Mm -hmm. And I tell them, well, if not me, then who? Because a lot of groups and social movements that I choose or try to be an ally to Mm -hmm. are not Not groups that I belong to necessarily, right? Mm -hmm. And so not to say that I'm going to be the best spokesperson because I don't experience it. But at least I'm so emotionally involved in these movements that I've put a lot of time and energy and prioritized learning about it. Mm-hmm. and hearing people who are in those groups and mm-hmm. amplifying those voices mm-hmm. and so I, I don't think I'm the ultimate goal but I think I could be a good starting point for people definitely who have those fears yep. and who perhaps are like me and wouldn't want to offend anyone with those questions yep. and maybe the ignorance that they have and I say ignorance not in a negative way but just as a fact I think it's very true what you just said and you see I didn't
0: see it that way like the this privileged side of, of the question of why people are like so annoyed to be careful what they yeah, say
2: that it's hard to to be a good person and
0: I think it's it's so true, you know and and yes, we have to be careful of how we address. Certain situations, Mm -hmm. because again, it may not affect you, but it may affect someone else. So, where does your compassion, empathy, and respect for other people around you is if you don't just don't care, right? Yes, I I understand better why political correctness may be touchy, right? Mm -hmm. That the lesson here is that we need to be more respectful Mm -hmm.
2: and think further. And it's always surprising to me, I've mentioned this before, that I grew up religious. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of, you know, terms now that exist because people are finally able to put a word on how they feel. And I think that's Mm -hmm. so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine how they must have felt before, before having this way of describing themselves and this word that encompasses who they are and who they want to be and who they've been. And I've always found it interesting that people from at least the religious community that i was in saw that as a threat rather than something that was to be celebrated and some people that aren't for or against they don't see it necessarily as a threat or anything but they see it as something that's hard oh it's hard i'm gonna have to learn new pronouns or a new term or Mm. you know and it's Mm. like how hard can it be to be to be mindful and to want to learn and to want to to be respectful yeah exactly exactly and at the end of the day if we remind ourselves that it's just to include people it's just so that everyone feels as though they're wanted and that there's a space for them here, I feel like what's the worst thing that can happen, Mm. you know? It's a small change, small modification that will just make
0: everyone feel more included and more welcome into the discussion conversation at the end of the day it can be so beneficial for everyone right yeah but but yes where does this goes not political correctness it can also be very harmful and and that's not the idea if we're still hearing the same like opinions it can be like racist it Mm -hmm. can be sexist it can be discriminating opinions then at some point it's like when is it enough When do we need to intervene Mm -hmm. and and say like, okay, that's enough. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And I think that's why this episode is so special is because a big part of it is dedicated at the end Mm -hmm. to asking ourselves, you know, where we go from here and what are the solutions. Yeah. And I think it's important to move away from seeing political correctness as this thing that can be weaponized and that can be used to have a discourse or a rhetoric of, Well, you see, like it's it's hard to be good, it's hard to be inclusive, it's hard to be mindful. Like discourage people to just reciprocate
0: love Mm -hmm. because it's so hard to be a good person again you know it's like bad things happen to people who has good intentions Mm -hmm. so if you don't catch up then too bad for you Mm -hmm. uh, little buddy
2: And that's why I'm so happy that we do go over cancel versus accountability culture because Mm -hmm. it gives space for people to be wrong. And I think that's one big trigger of political correctness is people hate being wrong. And I Mm -hmm. think when it comes to learning and evolving and accepting and loving, Mm -hmm. you have to be willing to accept to be wrong. Yeah. That's a big lesson that I learned too Mm -hmm. around that I used to be the person that people would turn to and think, oh, wow, she's so politically correct and informed and respectful and inclusive. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying probably not everyone thought that of me, but at least a lot of my friends told me that, right? I think and that, that about you. <laughs> <laughs> and that made me think, wow, like I, it's really cool, but I have this big responsibility yeah. where I can't really be wrong because I'm kind of this, you know. You're like,
0: representing a whole, uh,
2: yeah, like and, what is right. Yeah, and I'm supposed to get it right. And you, you I have, have to me yeah. that's why it was one of the fears of starting a podcast and sharing my opinions and putting them out there is that I know that political correctness as we discuss is going to keep evolving. Yes. And I have to be willing to be okay to get it wrong. And this isn't to say that I'm giving myself space to mess up Mm. and to not hold myself accountable when Mm -hmm. I mess up Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. I don't want to be the person who's like oh it's okay you know like I tried like I want to be that person that's like oh I got it wrong I don't like that I'm gonna be twice as careful next time to use the right pronoun to use the right word to you know have the the better explanation I messed up so much
0: in my life before (laughs) And Mm -hmm. even in, in, you know, in some of the episodes that if now is the time to make myself accountable Mm -hmm. for what I said previously, let's say the last episode, it's in episode three. Okay. And I'm just putting myself there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I define feminist that it's a woman Mm. and it's not true. It's not what I think. It's not why, what, it's not true. And I apologize to everyone who listened to that episode because I don't think a feminist is a woman, mm-hmm. it can be anyone, mm. anyone who believes in equality mm-hmm. of, the, of, of, of the humans, of humans in general. Gender equality. Exactly. So, I'm sorry for that, and I think now it was the perfect time yeah. to put it out there. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, you know, like, that's why we're doing what we're doing, because we make a space, a safe space, where we can express ourselves, but always leaving the door open for improvement. Mm. And if ever something that we say, you know, it's not accurate, it's not right, please let us know. Yeah. We really, really want to know what is your feedback? How did mm-hmm. you feel about this uh, episode? Also, we will uh, start uh, welcoming more guests as we go. Mm-hmm. So if there's any interest in participation and so on, please reach out to us. We welcome you in this space mm-hmm. and and safe space. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I think those sentiments really inspired the name a lot because yes. it's a space where we can be wrong but it's this active learning yes. and it's an always an action of not saying oh well we got it wrong like yeah sucks to suck but more yeah. of like what can we do how can we be more prepared what can mm-hmm. we do different next time and exactly. that's the type of accountability that I really like to see yes and definitely. do you kind of want to go a little bit over the name yeah. of our podcast still having fun yes
0: I think it's a uh... It's part of how did we envision this podcast, mm-hmm. right? The, how we took form, and, and yes, the title of this podcast is still having fun. And even though we're very conscious that some of the subjects may be triggering, some of the subjects that we talk are hard, hard, and they're not fun. No, we know. Mm-hmm. But the idea of of the name, at least for me, my the meaning of of we're having fun. It's let's say let's say we're in a party, right, and then someone says like. I don't know, like a racist joke or mm-hmm. like a something very misogynine, and you know, just like a discriminating joke, mm-hmm. and everyone's laughing. But then here I am, mad, and saying what you just said is so discriminating. It's so not right. I mm-hmm. I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Well, most of the times people will say, oh, "You're ruining the party. Don't be a what is there's a term for that?"
2: Like, well, the only one I know is wet blanket. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because like a wet blanket sucks. Oh, my you know, God. like having a wet blanket on wet you. Wet blanket. Okay, wow. Did you have another one in mind?
0: Like party pooper. Oh, or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 In Spanish, we have other, but it's mm-hmm. agua fiesta. And that means like literally would be like a party water, which okay. I don't really know where it comes from. But anyways, that's it. You have this like reputation of being this party pooper that is just ruining yeah. the party for mm-hmm. everyone because mm-hmm. you're calling out what needed to be called, yeah. right? Yeah. But why can't we have a safe, healthy party where, you know, you can have alcohol if you're in the, in the age, <laughs> but still respectful? Mm-hmm. and we're not like bringing people down no in the opposite we're putting everyone up it's like wow i love that you know i love what you did there i i love this joke oh my god you're funny mm-hmm. you know like like we're bringing people up mm-hmm. without that feeling of laughing at someone and mm-hmm. pointing someone so i think that that space of we can still all have fun and we're all in a safe space where you know mm-hmm. it's it's just love and 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 happiness mm-hmm. let's have fun so yeah i think
2: I was a way to make a lot of the themes that we wanted to talk about accessible. Yes, yes. For different people, but also when you share that example with me of the party and being that person who is very aware of of everyone and oftentimes a lot of people's sense of humor, as you said, relies on someone at someone else's expense. mocking, yes. Yeah. And so I kind of really got where you wanted to go with the name by that example, because it's so true that if we're not all having fun, then what's the point? Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a good way to see it, that we can still have fun without bring people down, right?
2: Yeah, and it's so interesting because when you talked about political correctness and you shared the definition with us, yep. that kind of brings us back to this example as well because oftentimes people will hide a lot of their isms mm. Behind jokes and it helps perpetuate those feelings of racism, sexism, homophobia, Mm -hmm. right? Yes, and that helps normalize it as well. Exactly.
0: That's the problem. In reality, is that we normalize Mm -hmm. things that shouldn't be normalized. Yeah, because it's it's for the sake of someone's well being, Mm -hmm. you know. And yes, someone needs to do something. And that's why I understand like the cancel culture. And I'll 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 talk. a little bit more about it later on this, in this episode. But yes, it, it's a way to say, enough. I had enough. I I can't anymore. Yeah. Right? A- and how do we, you know, go from accountability to cancel culture? Yeah. Like, where's the line that defines take accountability for your actions and when we say, okay, it's enough. Like, we gave you enough chances. Mm-hmm. And then we say, I'm canceling this person. Mm. You know, because that again speaks volume about, <sighs> I can just take so much at the time. And we tried, you're not doing the Mm -hmm. part of your effort. So cancel. And I Mm -hmm. think you had like an example about this. uh, Yeah. These two terms.
2: Yeah. I mean, cancel culture and accountability culture, I think, are two terms that we've heard a lot about in the mm-hmm. last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I certainly have been, uh very active on YouTube. And like you said, whenever you put your opinion out there or your life out there,
1: mm-hmm.
2: there is this sort of awareness that comes with that. And unfortunately, it's a huge responsibility okay. and people are able to be online and are able to be canceled more and more young. Okay. Now, you know, platforms target people in ages that are much younger right oh so that responsibility of being aware of what you're saying Mm -hmm. because we as we said you know we both have a lot we've both made mistakes Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and I'm so happy that a lot of my past isn't online and I can't imagine being Mm -hmm. someone whose past is online and yeah, I'm not saying that people get canceled just over things that happened a little while ago, but I'm just yep. saying that it certainly doesn't help when you put everything out there mm-hmm. at an age when you're not always able to be aware of what you're putting out there. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing about accountability culture, which I really like, which is really more about holding someone accountable okay. rather than saying you're done with, you're over, you're canceled, you're irrelevant. Those right. are very harsh statements. Yeah. And this is not to say that people who have been canceled or who will be canceled don't deserve it. But my opinion is that I really like accountability culture because you're able to learn. Mm -hmm. And when you're canceled, it's really like you're out. Yeah. You know, you're done with. Yeah. Yeah. And not only is that problematic as a human being, but I also think it doesn't advance anything because Mm -hmm. then that person is kind of banned from evolving and learning, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I'm not saying they couldn't do it on their own, but I'm just saying that being accountable is really then us learning to to take accountability of our actions and mm-hmm. to suffer the consequences that come from that. And consequences, of course, of course. I feel like a lot of people on the internet will will see like them taking a break from the internet as their consequence, right?
1: Okay, but I yeah. feel like
2: when a consequence is like self-imposed and you kind of come up with it, oh. it loses a little bit of its weight, right? right? <laughs> and, and one thing that I saw last week, mm-hmm. And I've talked about this story before. It's mm-hmm. about the NHL player, Logan Mayu. Oh, yeah. The, and if you remember correctly... Canadians?
1: Yeah, Canadian exactly. Okay. That was okay. uh,
2: that was drafted by the Montreal Canadiens. So this player was convicted and fined in Sweden for taking a photo of himself and a young woman without consent during an intimate moment that they shared together. Mm-hmm. And then he actually shared the photo with some of his teammates.
0: Okay, so let me get this right. He had sex with a woman. Mm -hmm. It was consentful. Mm -hmm. But he took pictures Mm -hmm. without her consent. Mm -hmm. And then he shared that picture
2: with his Mm friends. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So in a way from this story, the player was convicted, paid a fine. And during the draft season, Mm -hmm. he explicitly expressed to the teams not Mm -hmm. to draft him because he didn't deserve it. Okay. And yet the Montreal Canadiens drafted him. Right. So the article that made me really want to talk about this story again Mm -hmm. is one that was posted on TVA Sports in uh, Facebook. And TVA Sport, for those of you who don't know, is a channel in Quebec, a news media channel about Mm -hmm. sports. Right. They don't only cover sports in in Quebec, but they cover them in French usually. So this article was in French and TVA Sport posted it on their Facebook page with the caption, another chapter added to this sad saga with a sad face emoji. And then the title was uh, informing readers that this player had been suspended from the season. Oh, Oh,
0: wow. Yeah. Okay, so finally, they suspended him, right? because you said he paid
2: his fine, and mm-hmm. so he paid a fine in Sweden, okay, but yes, the team decided to suspend him, okay, but then t v a sport took a very obvious stance on the issue yeah, with course. the sad face emoji. <laughs> And Very just calling sad. it, you know, a saga in itself. Because to me, at first, yeah. when I saw saga, I thought it meant something that drags on, something that keeps going on. Yeah, that's like never a series. Yeah. 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 But it actually means a modern heroic narrative. That's the finishing of saga. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> So this whole this whole thing really got me thinking about accountability and how the player held himself accountable, paid his fine, said he shouldn't be drafted, he didn't deserve it. But then if the system around you doesn't have that accountability aspect as well, and doesn't have the reflex to hold that person accountable, and to kind of emphasize the accountability, then there's no point. And it paints a very dangerous narrative because for that young woman the narrative is that this moment this intimate moment this non-consensual act not of sex but of taking a photo will and has been shared forever exactly whereas his narrative is really shifting from a whole young man who made a mistake Mm. and no one will let it go and Mm. it's impacting him and it's very unfortunate it's this Additional very sad chapter to his, you know, successful career. It's
0: like okay, he said sorry, so yeah. that's it. Like, yeah, get exactly. Over it. And
2: it's about so now that he's held himself accountable. Yeah, we don't need to, right? Because he's done enough. Right, right. But it really needs to be a mutual effort, and I'm not mm-hmm. at all saying that TVA sport or any other news outlet or channel should condemn him or vilify him at all Mm -hmm. i'm just saying that they should highlight that accountability without painting this very sad portrait of a young man being victimized by this and being very negatively impacted right now he's the victim Mm -hmm. in the reality where we don't
0: think about the real victim here that was this woman yeah that she said yes to to this action but not the picture Mm -hmm. not to be shared with everyone and, and yeah, I can just and imagine how unfair it is.
2: Yeah, and even for the player who has held himself accountable, mm. to have that reaction from the public, not only the comments, but the news outlets, the media and everything like that. As a person, it must make you hesitate to think, well, am I going too far with this? Was it really just a little mistake and I shouldn't, like, I'm overthinking oh, this, right? Right, right. And that's kind of dangerous as well is him <laughs> questioning himself of maybe I just went too far and like they said, it really was a little mistake and I can just move on with my career.
0: Again, the language and how this was portrayed, it's so important yeah. because it. Plays in our narratives mm-hmm. and on our definition of what's wrong and right like the perpetrator yeah. is the victim
2: yeah again yeah and it's hard it's always hard to see that the limit of time of accountability of holding yourself accountable of or of even being impacted by yeah. um the situation is defined by the perpetrator always, exactly not the victim, yeah right? And I just yeah. don't understand that because it's so not up to you.
0: Yeah, but definitely the system is, let's say, divided because in a way they did cancel his season, right? So somewhere we're doing things right because it's a way to say, you shouldn't do that, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a way to like show celebrities or players that... You cannot get away with that. Exactly.
2: Yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up because I am curious to know why yeah. they drafted him to then suspend him. Yes, right. And I'm wondering it... like where it came from. You yeah, know? Like, like what happened. Who, who
0: was like the final decision? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know sometimes it takes time to like open up a, a, a file and go to the court and kind of like the whole juridical system is quite long. So maybe it was just a question of we haven't sentenced this properly yet. And you said that he paid a fine, right? Yeah, but
2: from what I've understood, I think he was convicted and paid the fine while he was still in Sweden. Okay. So from the moment that he was up for draft, I think this was already sort of clear that he had Mm. been convicted of this. Okay. So I think that knowingly the Canadians still drafted him, but then this kind of change of heart, and maybe it was always in the plan, who knows, to suspend him. Yeah. but I just wonder if it was due to public pressures, to internal conversations. I really don't know. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it is a step I, I towards so. accountability. Yeah. But then the reaction, you know, the media has so much power. Definitely. And having definitely. a reaction like that and the picture that they chose and the emoji that they chose and the ways in which they worded the title of the article mm. was so intentional and does kind of solicitate uh, a certain response which is feel bad for right. him and and this victim right who's not really a victim
0: and not only a victim uh, a modern heroic uh, mm-hmm. person right like the definition of
2: saga-hmm
0: definitely a lot of feelings there
1: <laughs> yeah
0: I'm very curious to know what are your points of view on in this matter you dear listeners <laughs> so mm-hmm. let us know yeah in, in, absolutely by you can send us an, an email or contact us if you like to add your 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 point of view and where Mm -hmm. you stand in this matter which is very complex i think it's a system divided and a a mix of a lot of things but Mm. i'm glad that at least something was done
2: and i think the important thing that is in accountability culture is a bit more space for mercy and i don't say this to excuse anyone Mm. but it's more of a to not condemn in a way, as we said, that is so permanent, that is so reactionary to you're not even worth learning or evolving as a human, you're just done. right? And I think to do a really quick sort of mention of conspiracy theorists, Mm. and how this whole phenomena has really evolved during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. and has been triggered by in a lot of ways. And I used to have this really narrow view of it of it's these people that are just that just have hate and that just want to hate and it was as simple as that for me Mm. but i attended a webinar with the center for the prevention of radicalization leading to violence Uh, okay based in montreal yes yes and they talked about how to speak to people who adhere to conspiracy theories Mm. that often lead to hate speech yep and in that was i was expecting i was kind of going into it with you know oh i'm gonna learn how to convince them and really argue well and have these <laughs> amazing debates right that's where right. i was going in as to be honest yeah but they approach it in a way that was so much more beneficial because they really took the time to break down how these extreme views although wrong mm-hmm are really rooted in fear and okay. of people feeling as though a lot of what they're living and their reality is out of their control okay and also rooted in the lack of access to education hmm and i think those are two things although i can't say that i understand people who adhere to conspiracy To conspiracy theories because it often leads to needing to blame someone Mm. and having a lot of resentment and Mm -hmm. hostility towards certain groups of people i still can recognize that i didn't give enough consideration to people who don't have access to the education that i've had access to or that really do have these very strong fears
0: or well, definitely this brings up another perspective of call out culture right and the cancel culture a way to just say i can't anymore and and now that we're calling it calling out It's a way to kind of reduce them to what they said or what they've done, which is they need to be accountable, really understand what they did is wrong. So it's a way to educate. But at the same time, it shouldn't stop there where you're called out and now you're toxic forever. There's a very interesting TED talk that comes from Professor Loretta J. Rose. And she Mm -hmm. says, what if instead of calling people out, we call them in?
1: Mm. so
0: it shows that there is still hope Mm -hmm. but you need to do the part of the work because we can take so much time you know trying to bring awareness in different matters and if that person doesn't want to change and doesn't want to take that time as a learning passage we're just wasting everyone's time here yeah and that's something that she would say and this professor says and i'm quoting i think you can understand how calling out is toxic It really does alienate people Mm -hmm. and makes them fearful of speaking up. Mm -hmm. So again, it's a little bit about what we just said. It it was our fear, not saying the right thing, be more mindful of what we say and and not just blaming on the fact that we're human and we make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Because yes, we're humans and we make mistakes. But again, are we really dumb? (laughs) We don't know what yeah. is hurting someone. We don't know that insulting someone will make them feel miserable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Come on. It's just like general knowledge and to have a little bit of openness.
2: Yeah. And again, respect. Yeah. And I think calling in can rely a lot on mm-hmm. allyship. And I say yes. this because you often tell me this and I feel the same way that sometimes it takes so much energy to educate people. And for me, when it comes to sexism, I'm so close to it that I have no or little to no patience. hmm Mm -hmm. And it's hard for me to have that mercy and to be like, yeah, of course, let me tell you why women deserve respect and rights. It's difficult. Yeah. But I can do it. And I feel like I have that much more need to do it for other minority groups. And that's why I love allyship is because I do it for other groups because I'm not as close to it. And also because I would never want them to have to do it or at least to have to do it all the time, because as I said, of course, they're going to be the ones that are going to be able to express it best. Yeah. And educate people best but they shouldn't have to all the time. Right? And so that's why I hope that people do it for me. Mm -hmm. And another reason why I don't want to alienate men Mm -hmm. when it comes to my type of feminism. Mm -hmm. Because I want them to be allies and I want them to be able to stand up for me. Exactly. So that I can stand up for others. Like you
0: said sometimes when we're in this confrontational process It could be too much.
2: Yeah, there's actually this really interesting quote that I came across by Austin Channing Brown, which I've mentioned before on the channel. She is an American author. Okay. And she says this actually as a black woman, and I quote, if we don't perform our activism in the exact right ways for every issue, for every people group, for every cause, then strangers walk into our DMs and tell us that we are disappointments. And then later she says, before you cast your disappointments onto someone else, please remember that black women are human, not tools, even for justice. And mm-hmm. I think that really encompasses what we've been saying Yeah And yeah. that expectation And that fear But also the energy that it takes And that we can't be everything to everyone Just because we're the friend That's known to stand up mm-hmm. Yes, we need to be there For everyone in reality Yeah, and to hold ourselves accountable Before we hold others
0: Yes And, and you know, we've been talking about Mercy and accountability Yeah And, and also the cancel culture, right? Mm-hmm. How... At some point, we say, that's it. Like, no more hope for you. You're canceled. Mm-hmm. So big X in you. You don't exist mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I think that this can be very, it can really reduce someone putting that person into a box of, we don't want to touch this box ever mm-hmm. again. And, and again, a lot of conversations that you will have. With close-minded people that are discriminating other people, that are, are making fun of others for their own reputation, mm-hmm. we have the impression that they have such a big self-esteem and, you know, they're very confident because, again, whatever they say, they know better. Yeah. like. Oh no, no, don't worry. I know how are you, you people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, really? You know my mm-hmm. people better than one person from these people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why do you think that you are more entitled than me to to tell me how I think or why I behave mm-hmm. in such a way, right? And it, and it's not self-esteem, and it's something that I really wanted to talk about, is that we confuse so many times what is self-esteem and what is insecurities. Mm-hmm. And, and and it comes up to this, okay? So insecurities are not self-esteem. Let me tell you that right away. But self-esteem, it's how do you perceive yourself in a way that, you know, you have either low self-esteem or just the right amount. Mm-hmm. You can't have too much self-esteem, okay? And again, this is something that, when I, when I read and when I looked into it, I was like, really? You can have like more self-esteem, even though you have the impression that some people they're very, very confident and they will say in your face, oh, I'm right, you're mm-hmm. wrong, you know? But it's true. So it's either you have low self-esteem or just the right amount. And insecurities or security is the stability of your self-esteem or the fragility of your self-esteem mm-hmm. in, in a case of insecurities, right? They perceive themselves good, but it's fragile in the time. Sometimes they feel good. Sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. So it's not stable. They they don't feel good in general, overall. And that could be problematic. A- and my mother would say like, oh, someone that, that is a bully at school is because they don't like themselves. So that's why they are doing harm. They're doing wrong to other people mm-hmm. so they can feel better with themselves. But in reality, it's because... This person is very unstable or his self-esteem is fragile. Mm -hmm. And that's why we need to considerate that part, you know, how can we bring more people to the table and be respectful in that table so we can address some issues in a very respectful way without necessarily going radically and say like, cancel. Mm -hmm and there's nothing else for you Mm -hmm. but like I said and I won't be tired to say it we need to do our part of the job and we need to identify where did it come from why did it come from and you know that's something that's more and more often in the media or in the cinema with like Disney movies that are like bad characters in Disney or Marvel Mm -hmm. and and they're showing like where did everything came from why Mm -hmm. did they become bad so in return they yeah. want it to
2: be unfair as well. Yeah. When a person is pushed enough and put in a box where you're bad, you're evil, you're a villain, then they in turn embody that because, yeah. you know, they already think and know that that society views them in that way. And so they go with that. Exactly. And, you know, there
0: is an amazing book that I've been reading mm-hmm. called The Happiness Advantage from Sean Aker. Well, I've been reading, I use Audible, (laughs) shout out to Audible. (laughs) And he says that, you know, in a perfect chart, a normalized Mm -hmm. chart, we're focusing in the average. And if there's any person that is like an outliner, let's say very far from that normal curve, so they will just call that a measurement error. They're just going to take it off. Because it's messing up the, the whole chart. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm, sorry, but this person doesn't follow the norm, so he's a weirdo. The problem with that is that if you have like a depression or a disorder or dealing with mental health mm-hmm. or both, well, they'll try to fix you. When I say they, the society in general, they will try to fix you mm-hmm. somehow so you can go back to the normal again. hmm Problem with that is that when we are so much focusing in the average, mm-hmm. the merely average in reality, what are we trying to achieve? Is the merely average? We want everyone to be normal, in that kind of average. But to arrive to this average, we need to have people up and people down, so we can create this average.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Problem is, we are not aiming for success. How can we achieve success in reality and not just be okay with Mm -hmm. the the average, right? And this whole book, I mean, it's not like it's such a surprise. They're aiming happiness as a key to success. And the author says Mm -hmm. that we don't know how to be happy in reality. Mm -hmm. You know, we're talking about self-esteem, self-love, and so many things. And even if in theory, we don't know how to be happy, and that's why he conducted a whole research of how can we become happy really Mm -hmm. because we always have this order of things or this formula that is first I need to go to school so I can have a job Mm -hmm. and then when I have a job I'll do this and Mm -hmm. when I'll retire then I'll be happy not now Mm -hmm. now I can be happy I need to be productive And we have this idea of always putting happiness at the end of the rank. But when we're not happy, we're not taking care of our love for ourselves and Mm -hmm. all of that, what we're doing is that we're impacting negatively around ourselves. And that's where the bully comes from, that's where doing wrong to other people, harming other people comes from, right? But what if we deconstruct that formula and we really change the order of things? and we prioritize happiness, that's when we're going to be, first of all, more happy, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> but more successful, more productive, more inspirational. That's when we're going to do something good for us and around us. And that's a way to stop perpetrating so much hate that in reality just brings more hate as a cycle of hate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We need to stop that and really start with ourselves.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think that you brought up self-esteem versus insecurities. Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating as it relates to people who are in extremisms, yes. right? Yes. And speaking about this unhappiness and these insecurities in this fear. Mm-hmm. And I think one big issue is that a lot of people in understanding this will weaponize that and will then anyone who they disagree with, who they fear are very very... very extreme, they'll say, well, you must be very unhappy. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're so insecure. Are you this or that? Instead of trying to really understand, but above understanding, not then being sarcastic or using Mm -hmm. it as a weapon, Mm -hmm. but more as a place to start and to maybe bring a little bit more empathy and try to understand and to use it as a way to converse with that person and
0: understand yeah to have compassion for ourselves and by doing so i think it's a nice exercise to identify why we're feeling how we're feeling and if i can just add like a little note with this point is that that's something i would do personally especially in my relationship with my boyfriend sometimes i'll feel sad Mm -hmm. and instead of I don't know, crying, because I guess that's how you express your sadness, I would instead be mad. And now every time I get mad, I ask myself, am I really mad or am I just sad? Mm -hmm. Or is it just a mechanism? I'd rather be Mm -hmm. the bad person than the sad person or the oppressed, let's say in a way. So I think that's a great practice to be more like true to myself and understand, identify my feelings, which is not really easy to do, but
2: that was my little point. So before the end of the episode, as always, (laughs) Romina, I'd love to hear what you brought the Spanish thought of the day.
0: Yes. Okay. So for this episode, it's going to be a little bit different.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: (laughs) Esther has no idea. No. (laughs) So, Esther and I, we live in Montreal, right? Here in Montreal, Quebec, a province in Canada, we speak French. And I wanted to add a French expression, actually a Quebecois expression, « changer le mal de place ». You know that expression?
2: No, I'm like, I'm like the worst Quebecer (laughs) ever. I don't know any expressions. Well, this is a, I think it's an old saying that some people... So you're teaching me Spanish and French now.
0: (laughs) So, changer le mal de place. It means moving le mal, moving the the bad of place. (laughs) Well, in reality, what it means is that we're moving the problem around as a solution, as a temporary solution. Mm Mm-hmm. But we're not facing it. You know, it's like, oh, I have this problem. This is what it is. How can I deal with this situation Mm -hmm. that is in my power? Mm -hmm. And not just push it around or repress Mm -hmm. it or simply, you know, because you were hurt and you hurt someone else. Again, you're not dealing with the problem. Mm. So if this can be a wake-up call for anyone who's listening right now, go and deal with your problem. (laughs) Go face it. Yes. Yeah. Well, with that, we
2: finish our fifth episode. Yes. Thank you, everyone. See you next week.
0: Yes. And that's a wrap. We hope you'll learn something while
2: still having fun. As always, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at podcast at gmail.com. We'd absolutely love to hear how we can continue to host a conversation that is safe, inclusive, and welcoming. And until
0: our next episode, we invite you to speak up so everyone can still have fun.